Welcome to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. For more info about Freedom Church, visit hellofreedomchurch.com. Good morning to all of you. It is great to have you here. Let me say this. Happy New Year. Thank you. Uh, Say that to somebody. Give somebody a high five and say that to them that's next to you today. All right, there we go, there we go. (laughs) Welcome everybody in Crookston, love you guys. It was so fun to be there last Sunday and worship together and then all of our online family. Happy New Year. Uh, Here we go. Uh, It's a brand new year. I don't know, how many, uh, are are there people today, do you guys, how many make New Year's resolutions? All right, we have two, we have about four people here. Okay, I'm not sure about in Crookston, but uh, I've never been one to necessarily make uh, New Year's resolutions. I'm not really sure why. I just ha- have never done it. But, but as I've been thinking about it, there is something about a new year that lends itself just kind of instinctually to reset. I mean, we get to this new year and there's something that's just kind of natural, like, ah, the slate's kind of clean. I've got this new year in front of me, so it's time for me to reprioritize or reorganize my life in some way. So, like, what should I stop doing? What should I start doing? And again, it's just kind of this natural reset. And so, with that in mind, with that in mind, I've been thinking, and I thought there's a lot of there's like you know a thousand directions I could go this morning. There's the same amount of passages that we could launch today, uh, but there's really. There's, there's one verse of scripture that I've really been drawn to, and I really want us to focus on on this Sunday, uh, this first Sunday of 2024. And I think it can kind of be like, I think it could be like this anchor point, like, like all right, here we are. We've got like 12 months ahead of us, 51 weeks ahead of us. And so like, let's, let's start right here. And the verse is, is in kind of a, it's a rather obscure book of the Bible. It's, a, it's a, one of the minor prophets, minor, not because it's less significant, just because it's just not as long as some of the, the other prophets. It's the book of Hosea. And uh, as I begin to prepare this message, <coughs> excuse me, as I began to prepare this message, I thought, do I go into all the, the depths of the book of Hosea? Because it's really a super interesting book, especially the first couple of chapters, if you know about the book of Hosea. Uh, we're not going to go there. You can go there uh, later today if you'd like to, but I'm just going to read a verse of Scripture, Hosea chapter 10, verse 12. Hosea 10, 12 says this, Sow with a view to righteousness, reap in accordance with kindness, break up, your fallow ground, because it's time to seek the Lord until he comes to rain righteousness on you. Sow with a view to righteousness. He says that, that we are to sow seeds that will result in righteousness. There's a law of the harvest that says what we reap is a result of what we've sown. And so that's, that's, that's a law of farming, that's a law of gardening, that's a law of the harvest. And so he says this, sow seeds that will result in righteousness. And so if it's your desire this year to grow, for me, I've been, I want to grow in my relationship with the Lord. I want to grow in my relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't want to get, you know, to this point next year, to the end of December of this year, and like, man, I'm still kind of right where I've always been. Like, that, that, that would be a little bit discouraging to me. So I want to grow in my relationship with the Lord. I want my ears to be more attuned to what he's saying. I want to have a greater knowledge and understanding of his word, and I want to apply it with wisdom in my life. And so it says, you know, in it, then we need to sow seeds 
that will create a harvest of righteousness. So expecting righteousness. And then he says, and reap in accordance with kindness. In the Old Testament, when farmers went out into the field to harvest crops, they were instructed by the Lord, and you probably remember this, like when you go out to harvest your crops, this, in the Old Testament, it says, leave on the edges, in the corners, leave those for the people that are more disadvantaged so that, so that the widows, they can come in and they can harvest on the edges and the, on the corners. I don't want you to harvest all of your crop, but leave some of that for those individuals. What he's saying is this so in kindness, so it, like when all the blessings in our life, it's not just about us. But the blessings he's given to us are so that we can sow it into the lives of other people. Whether it's in finances, whether it's in our time, whether it's our giftings, our talents, whatever it is, reap in accordance with kindness. Use your blessings uh, that you've received to bless others. Sow in kindness, or excuse me, reap in kindness. And then the third thing he says is break up your fallow ground because it's time until to seek the Lord until he comes to rain righteousness on you. What is fallow ground? How many farmers? Number of farmers. Fallow ground is this. It's ground that's not been worked. Fallow ground is ground that's not been plowed. It's not been cultivated. It's, it's ground where nothing's been planted. It's idle. It's dormant. It's really, for, for that season, it's unproductive ground. There's nothing that's produced. It's just like, it's just like bare ground. Not been worked. It, it, it's, uh, and because of this, sometimes fallow ground can become can become hard ground. It's ground that, that doesn't soak up the rain very well, especially if it's maybe on an elevated plain somehow and the rain runs, the rain runs off, it doesn't soak it because, because of that, uh, because it, beca it can become dry, hard, and unproductive. Uh, and Hosea the prophet instructs the nation of Israel, he says, what I want you to do, I want you, that, that unproductive ground, I want you to break up that fallow ground that unproductive ground that's not producing any fruit, what I want you to do is I want you to, to, like, to put in the plow to break up that ground. Like, why, why do we break up fallow ground? It's because, because we want to plant something there that's going to produce some fruit and some harvest. And so when God says to us, to the nation of Israel, let's, let's start there. When he says, nation of Israel to the 10 northern tribes is where Hosea was prophesying to. He says, break up the ground. Why is it? Why, why, why would he say that? Because God, in his incredible generous heart, says, I've got something really special I want to do in your life. I've got something, I've got a purpose, I have a plan for you, I've got something, I'm just waiting in anticipation because I want to do something in your life that's just super amazing. And so, but there's areas of your life that are unproductive, and so break up those areas so that I can then pour myself into those areas so that you can produce, so I can rain righteousness on you. And so when God says to us, break up the fallow ground, why? Because he says there's areas of your life that are, that are unproductive. There's areas of your life where there's, there's, there's not a lot of opportunity for fruit to be sown or to be harvested. And so break up those areas because it's my desire, God's saying, out of my heart, out of my generosity, a heart of generosity to rain righteousness onto, on you so that those areas will become productive and bear harvest. And so it kind of leads to the question, then, what in our lives are, what, like, what would be considered as fallow ground? So in, in your life, in my life, what are areas that, like, they're just completely unproductive? Okay? Could be maybe areas of entertainment. Uh, 
Anybody ever do any binge watching TV series? And all of a sudden, like, it's three o'clock in the morning. What happened? Oh, no, I got to get to bed. <laughs> okay, uh, that can be maybe a foul of ground. Uh, video games. I got to be careful where I walk right now, okay? I understand, okay? Online gaming, you know, uh, and I think a big one for many people can be social media. How many think social media can be a little bit of a follow ground? It's not really necessarily real productive. Friday night, I take Friday night, we take Fridays as a day off. I'm sitting on the couch. Before our sabbatical, I found, and if you weren't aware, a couple months ago, we just ended a sabbatical. But prior to that, a follow, an area in my life to follow ground was like when I'm feeling tired, just like down. I'm just, like, oh, I'm like, I'm just tired. I just would sit down in our family room and like click on the TV. And I'm one of the best channel surfers you will ever find, okay? <laughs> and I can surf channels for one hour and not watch a thing. Okay, and, and not, not, not even really enjoy it, to be honest, until finally I fall asleep on the couch. That could be an area. But I thought, after a sabbatical, like, I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm done with that. I'm not, that, that's, that's just, it makes me a little frustrated sometimes when I look at, like, I've been here for an hour and done nothing. So, so, so anyway, so I've been stepping away from that. And so I'm sitting on, on the couch of our, of our living room, and I'm doing a crossword puzzle. Any crossworders? Crossword puzzlers unite, okay. Uh, and I enjoy that. I, that. That's something that keeps my mind just kind of active and I love the puzzle part of it and so I'm figuring it all out. And this thought, I, I, this song that we just wrapped up when is a new song and, and I felt the Lord kind of speaking like, Nathan, I think this could be like a song for Freedom Church. This could be like a theme song for us for this next little bit. And so Mary is in the kitchen. And so I said, hey, honey, why don't you lis listen to this song? See, tell me what you think, because she's the musician in the family. And so from my phone, I turn on our Bluetooth speaker. I go to YouTube. I, t I, find, out, I find the song, Trust in God, and I start playing it. And she says, honey, I think that would be amazing. She said, it's, it's singable, I think we could do. So I, on my phone, I text Jordan here, I text Rolando and Anna, Mary, uh, and I, I text and said, hey, here's a song, tell me what you think of it, see if we could do it on Sunday, which is a lot to ask, right? It's a lot to ask, I get that. And they both respond and say, I think we can do that. That's about, it's getting like, it's nine something, like getting close to 10. The next thing I look at my, my clock, my phone, and it's like 10 to 11, because somehow from YouTube, I went to Instagram. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I, don't, I think my phone just switched from YouTube to Instagram. I mean, I don't know how I got there. And I mean, an hour later, and I love my like, early night sleep. I like to get to bed early, because I'm, I'm, I'm a morning person. And I'm like, oh, and the, 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 the frustrating thing of it is I was, as I was playing the music for Mary, something in my heart goes like, oh, this is amazing. Nathan, Mary went in another part of the house and was doing something uh, that she was just relaxing. And so there was something inside of me like, Nathan, you need to just stand up. It's time just to worship the Lord because this song was playing. And my heart is like, oh, this is awesome. And I'm like, I think I'll finish my crossword puzzle. <laughs> and, and then an hour later, I feel like, to be honest, like, ah, oh, how did I waste this time? For me, you know, that was, and it was, it was nothing bad that I was watching, but it was just like to get swept up into this. 
that's an area of fallow ground. It's unproductive. There's nothing that's productive in that. Each day that we have is a gift that God has given to us. Today, guys, today is a gift that God has given to us. This hour that we have at this moment that we're spending in the house of the Lord, it's a gift that God has given to us. And, and, and the thing, we're never going to relive those times again. That's why I think Paul spoke to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians 5, 15, 16. He says, be careful how you walk. Not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. He says, what's the difference between unwise and wise individuals? It's how you use your time. How you use your time. Sow with the view to righteousness, reap in accordance with kindness, break up the fallow ground, because it's time to seek the Lord until he comes to rain righteousness on us. What time is it? 2024, what time is it? I believe, I believe as we begin this year, it's time to seek the Lord until he rains righteousness on us. I think of Jesus and the life he led. I, all of us know what it's like to have a busy day. All of us know what that's like. Jesus knew what it was like to have a busy day. Mark chapter one records a day in the life of Jesus. It's, it's the Sabbath. He goes, into, he goes into the synagogue. As he's there, there's a person that's possessed by a demon. And so the Bible records that he ministers to that person. He delivers, he sets that person free. Within that same day, he's at Peter's house. Peter's mother-in-law is sick. And so Jesus goes to her, takes her by the hand, and he raises Peter's mother-in-law up uh, to life, okay? And, and, and she's, she's completely healed. That evening, the Bible says the sun had set. The Bible records that people begin bringing to Jesus all those who are ill and all those who are possessed by demons. In fact, Mark 1.33 says all of the city had gathered at the door of where Jesus was staying. When's the last time that we had like, like throngs or hundreds of people outside of our door waiting because of what they need from us? Okay? Jesus is always in demand. The whole city gathered there. And it says that Jesus healed those who were sick and he brought deliverance and freedom to those who were oppressed. That's the life of Jesus. That's a full day, isn't it? And yet, the very next verse in this story, Mark 1.35 says this. And it's just, we can read right through it. We can miss what's happening. But it says this. And in the early morning... While it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went away to a secluded place, and was praying there. After a day like that, while it's still dark in the morning, Jesus gets up, goes to a secluded place, and there he prays. And I really like that. Jesus knew that in order to give out and to minister and to work, and to serve others, it is only possible by spending time seeking the Lord, seeking his Father, and spending time in prayer. It's only then that he can be filled up So, in order to give out. It was Martin Luther of whom it was said that Martin Luther would spend two hours a day in prayer. But when he had a, a really busy day, he would spend three hours in prayer because he knew in order to give out, I have to first take in 
What's interesting in the story is that Simon Peter and all the other uh, the disciples, it says early in the morning they go to search for Jesus, they can't find him. And finally they find him and they say to him, all the people are waiting for you. And you get this sense of like, he's a little perturbed, like where, Jesus, where have you been? All the people want to see you and you're off in the wilderness, you're off in the secluded place by yourself. Like, like why? Like, like here's all these people and the Bible says Jesus left where he was at and then he goes and he ministers to the people. And if I could just say, people will always have expectations of what you should do with your time. They will always have expectations. There will always be opportunities to go hang out with the guys or hang out with the girls. There's always going to be expectations of, of what, what should happen. There will always be those pressures, always be those things in this new year, always those things. But he says, sow in accordance with righteousness and reap in accordance with kindness because it's time to break up fallow ground until he reigns right and seek the Lord until he reigns righteousness on us. I think of a verse of scripture in Mark chapter 6. John the Baptist had just been beheaded. And so Jesus says, I mean, Jesus knew what it was like to be in demand. He knew what it was like to be pressured. He knew what it was like to feel all the, the weight of the needs of people. He knew what it was like to, to, to be in, in, in sorrow and to, and to mourn. And in Mark 6.31, he says to his disciples, come away by yourselves to a secluded place. Let's rest a while. And then there's this parenthetical statement. For there were many people coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. That doesn't happen often in my life, <laughs> not having time to eat. Jesus' fame and popularity grew and multiplied. Throngs and, and crowds continued to follow him. Luke 5.16 says of Jesus, but Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Isn't that awesome? Jesus would often, often, it was commonplace he would slip away by himself into the wilderness to pray. And so when I say, I think of this question, so like what time is it? In the middle of busyness, it's time to seek the Lord. It was also said of Jesus, Luke chapter 6, he was to, to select his 12 apostles, the disciples. Luke 6, 12 says it was at this time he went off to the mountain to pray and he spent the whole night in prayer to God. What time is it when there's a big decision to, to be made? It was time to go to the mountain and say, God, to spend the night in prayer, Lord, to take time and say, Lord, I need to hear from you today. I think there's always expectations of what people may have for our time, but there's no substitute for just a time of just seeking the Lord. What I believe today, what I believe he's speaking to us in our own lives is Nathan and to each one of us is to say, Holy Spirit, Lord, what are fallow areas of my life, God? What, what are unproductive areas that really have no benefit? But what are those areas that, that God, you're, you're calling me to like do away with those things and in its place, God, that I can lean into your word, I can lead into times of prayer and I can grow in my relationship with the Lord. I will say this, I don't know if I've ever heard any person say, you know, I, I kind of, I regret those times I spent in prayer. I don't think I've ever heard that yet. 
If you've attended Freedom Church for any time, you know that for the last number of years, we've always taken the first days of January, and we've set them aside as 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's really been a wonderful time. We've spent time just, just in prayer, corporate prayer. We've encouraged individual prayer. Uh, and, and this year, we're doing something a little bit different. Rather than 21 days, as I've been thinking about it, uh, we're, not, we're not delineating it as those days, but really I see it as this whole, this whole month of January. We're setting it aside to really to seek the Lord in prayer. Every Wednesday night, 6.45 to 7.45 here, as well as in Crookston, uh, there's times of prayer, times of seeking the Lord in prayer. This last week, there was a, there was a great crowd of people, and there's something as, as we're doing this, sometimes you, you just sense like there's, there's so much happening in the spirit, there's so much that's taking place, and so we're going to continue really leaning into that, but rather than just 21 days, it was like this whole month is just a month, going to be just this month of prayer, and then on January 21st through the 27th, seven days, we're designating it as Seek Week, okay? Seek Week. And rather than 21 days, we're going to take these seven days and really just, just individually, but then corporately, really pressing, pressing in to know the Lord here as well as in Crookston. Uh, we'll share more details really uh, uh, next Sunday in, in, in all that. I won't take time for that today. But the question that I would just say is, the Lord, out of his incredible, just generous heart of blessing, he says, what I want to do, there's so much I want to do in your life. There's so much I want to do in us as corporately as, 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 as a body. But he says, there's areas that we need to break up the fallow ground so that we have time more to, to seek the Lord until he comes to reign righteousness. And so I don't know what that looks like for you. All that I'm asking, I know what it's, I, he's been speaking to my, my life. All that I'm saying is, God, would you speak to us in Jesus' name, and God, would you show us, Lord, areas of unproductivity, areas that maybe our hearts have become hardened, like that fallow ground, areas that are, that, that are not bearing fruit, areas that, that we have maybe just you know, neglected, maybe intentionally or maybe even unintentionally, areas that we've allowed, things that we've allowed to come into our lives to occupy our time that really have little harvest. There's, there's no spiritual harvest in them. And so, God, what are you saying to us, oh God? What are you saying to us? What are those unproductive areas? I encourage you to do that and say, like, I, where do I start? I think it's just time to take this, the scripture, maybe the book of John. I'm just going to share something from Psalm 34 in just a moment. Maybe it's Psalm 34 and say, God, what are you speaking to me? To pray, pray, pray over the word of God. Pray, pray the word of God as well as pray, Lord, these are things that I'm asking for. But God, these are things that, that God, that others people are in need of as well. And Lord, uh, Lord, your kingdom come. God, what's your will in my life? And just to take some time to, to, to pray those, those things. I know I've shared this in the past, but Mary and I, we grew up together as teenagers in uh, a small little country church in, in rural South Dakota. And we, our teacher was a lady by the name of, a uh, Sunday school teacher was a lady by the name of Dorothy Dutton. And uh, Dorothy was a very spiritual, godly lady and very prim and proper and always, her hair always whew, wrapped up in the top and just was always in perfect. Uh, Roy Weed's sister, actually. And, and anyway, she, she was a Sunday school teacher and she would come in and she would uh, teach us two rows of teens. The back row was the guys, the, the cool guys, you know, and then, then it was like Mary and her sisters and, and all the, the beautiful ladies there in the 
front and, and she would teach us. But one of the things she, uh, she said, scripture memory is so important. So she said, I want us to memorize Psalm 34. In fact, Mary and I at times will quote Psalms 34, uh, the whole chapter. Psalm 34, David said, and just a, not all of it, but he says, I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and he delivered him out of all of his fears. The angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fear him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Then he says this, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Verse 10, the king of the jungle, the young lions, those, those powerful beasts, even those powerful beasts at times, they will lack and they'll go hungry. But when you seek the Lord, you will not be in want of any good thing. That's the promise of Psalm 34. And I just say, Lord, would you just help us, Lord, to put this holy unction, this holy desire in our heart, God, to know you more. Let's pray. Would the band come forward today as well and just begin to play that song here as well as in Crookston. And so just before we part ways with our, our, our sister church, Crookston, what is God speaking to you today? I want to encourage you from Hosea 10, 12 to break up the fallow ground in your life so that we are in order to seek the Lord until he rains righteousness upon you. And Father, would you help us in that, I ask in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we give you full right to our hearts and to our minds. Speak to us, Lord, what you'd have us to do. In Jesus' name, O oh God. Forgive us for any times of complacency. Forgive us for, for times of compromise. Forgive us for times where our lives have been so just such a need of just a reprioritization of, Lord, what's really significant and important. God, we want to be deeply spiritual. We want to be deeply tied into you, God. We don't want to be just a Christian in name, but we want to be a Christ follower, God, in practice. Lord, would you place within us just a holy unction, a holy hunger, God, and a thirst that we would just not be content with the offerings of this world, oh God, but there would be something within us, O oh God, that would hunger and thirst, O oh God, and that we would seek you, God. Lord, knowing that even young lions lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord will not be in want of any good thing, God. Father, I know it can be a challenge for young moms and, and dads when, Lord, those young kids are home. And so, Father, we don't want to be so hard on ourselves, Lord, with any guilt. But, Lord, may you give us those opportunities to seize time away. And may we grab those and then walk in them, I pray. In Jesus' name, God. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray, oh God. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To stay connected with us, visit us on our website or check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hello Freedom Church. Have a great week.